Konnichiwa! Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Master Samurai Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Samurai Appliance Repairman, with my co-host... Mrs. Samurai. And together we run the Samurai Tech Academy over at MasterSamuraiTech.com and the Appliantology Repair Forums over at Appliantology.org. And we have a real-life service business. We do. I run, we run service calls many times a week, sometimes more than we care to run them. But yes, we are techs, a, a service company in real life. So it, we do that in addition to our running our web businesses. So I want to tell you a little bit about this podcast. It's going to be a mix of academy news at the Samurai Tech Academy and a mix of appliantology news, things going on there industry news, and, of course, everybody's favorite segment, Tech Talk. Tech Talk. So let me start off just telling you a little bit about the Samurai Tech Academy in case you're unfamiliar. You know, I've been working, interacting with techs online through various online forums at ApplianceGuru.com, which is now our servicer site. But it used to be our old forums that were then moved to Appliantology.org. And these are forums, repair forums. People come there, ask questions. We've got a bunch of files that you can download and you know, unlimited downloads for tech members and that kind of thing. I've been interacting with techs for, I don't know, what, 15 years, something like that? Yeah, just about. And also going to trade shows and conventions and trainings from manufacturers and things like that. So I've been around a lot of my brethren in the craft. And I've come to realize something. And I think some, this is something that... Uh, many of our customers have realized to their chagrin that there is a huge skill gap out there in our trade today. And in other words, there's a lot of guys out there who really don't do what technicians do, and that is understand basic electricity, circuits, know how to read schematics, know how to use them to troubleshoot, even understanding what troubleshooting is, that logical process. So I came to realize that we have this huge skill void in the trade today and there was this presented a training uh, opportunity a training need particularly as appliances have changed exactly you know it's funny their appliances now are a lot different than they were 15 20 years ago where they were uh, these machines that were controlled by discrete mechanical components like a cold control for example now appliances today are really electronics pieces of electronic equipment that do something other than make sounds or make a picture like a tv would they're electronics equipments that will run fan motors run a compressor take sensory input from a box but these are all going back to a single board computer and a lot of techs have not kept up with this transition and so there's just not a lot of skill for troubleshooting. They were able to get by without these basic electrical skills for a long time just by, you know, jumping out components, replace a part, see if that fixes it. Or a lot of them were very simple machines to begin with. So you could learn just a few patterns if this problem replaced that part. Right. So these guys had, had strong mechanical skills a lot of times. Right. And they, could, they, they were good with tools and they could take, take stuff apart and put stuff together. But they weren't really working on complicated pieces of equipment right like we have today so this presented an opportunity and in order to you know there's some venues for training out there there's some online things that are but they're really behind the times we have a lot of the refugees from a particular uh, 
quote school one, right, right. that calls itself a school but uh, charges a lot of money for a lot of information that's very out of, out of date and you know if you want to learn how to fix uh, replace a belt on a 30 year old Maytag dryer that's your that's your place to go but you want to learn how to fix the new stuff that's what we offer the other so and we offer it cost effectively the courses are all online and so that means they're they work around your schedule they're available whenever you have an internet connection you you have some time to work on them so you don't have to go somewhere, physically go somewhere for three weeks or whatever and sit in a classroom and spend a lot of money. A lot of people don't have that time or money to spend. So our courses are flexible because mm -hmm. they're online, they're cost effective, and they're up to date. They're comprehensive and up to date, and they're always updatable easily because of their digital format. Right. It's funny because uh, years ago, people started asking us if we offered training courses right. because they liked the way that Samurai explained things and all the resources at our sites. Um, but we hesitated because we saw the weaknesses in what was available at that time, that it would take a lot of money and time to develop, say, DVDs, and then they'd get out of date. And so it was just very recently with the advent of the learning management software, they call it, but this easy-to-use uh, software that allows you to create the coursework that we've done, and then to keep it updated with minimal effort. Right, and so a lot of people wonder, well, how does that work online? So, well, the, the structure of the courses, it's a, it's a mix of videos, screencasts, text, and then there's, a, there's quizzes that are, and these are quizzes, are, and everything's managed by this learning management software that Ms. Samurai was just describing. So we can have quizzes that are multiple choice, true, false, uh, sometimes on some of the final exams there's open answer that have to be manually graded by yours truly, but the idea is that then you, could, you, you have this quiz that sort of holds you accountable, lets you test what you just learned, stretches you a little bit, lets you apply what you just learned, and gives you confidence, and then it's graded instantly, and then you progress on to the next unit. And that's all handled behind the scenes by the learning management system software. Right. So um, that's sort of the brief overview of the Samurai Tech Academy and how it works, why we started it. Right. And you got kind of an idea of how we do it. We've, we do have a free sample course over at uh, mastersamuraitech.com. Just uh, register there. It's free. And take the sample course. And see, you'll get a, it, it's meant to just give you an idea of kind of what it's like to do an online learning experience. Because it is, it is kind of new. Doing uh, online learning, particularly in the trades, is uh, kind of a new thing. Online learning has been around for a long time. But uh, for things like uh, the soft skills, oh, you know, history or... You know stuff that uh, didn't maybe maybe some math classes I guess maybe they had they've had those out there some of the colleges have been offering that kind of thing but yeah. to actually learn a, a trade I think it's um, kind of new but it's been very effective I mean we've got some great testimonials you'll see those over the site under the success tab on the main menu some great testimonials we've seen transformations in students a um, lot of repeat uh, cu uh, customers with multiple techs will send one guy through see the results and then they're they're sending more of their text through because they like what they're seeing they're getting the results in fact we just had a few minutes mm -hmm. ago um another a company out in colorado just uh, signed up his fourth tech to go through the course so we've yeah. got uh, we've got a lot of um multi-truck operators as well as owner operators as well as just rookies guys just looking to get into the trade in fact our student body is um it's about half of guys who've been in the trade for 20 to 30 years and about half are rookies. They're either new, working for some company, or they're looking to get into the trade coming from some other vocation, a career change. 
So, okay, with that, let's, um, let's wrap up this segment, and we'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. All right, welcome back. Well, you know, we spent a couple minutes in the last segment talking a little bit about Master Samurai Tech and the Samurai Tech Academy in particular, what we do there. And I wanted to just, I don't know if we talked enough about, so that people understand who aren't familiar with it, about Appliantology.org, our tech support website. Right, so you can think of the Academy as our specific training site. Appliantology is tech support. Right. And the Academy, again, is at MasterSamuraiTech.com, but Appliantology is at Appliantology.org.org. They're two totally different websites. That's why the only reason I emphasize that, because a lot of people, even though we run them both, they're totally different websites. Membership at one does not transfer over to membership in another. Registration at one doesn't automatically register you at the other. They're totally different sites, totally different software packages. So um, just putting that out there, it's sometimes some, something that sometimes confuses people. So, But Appliantology is it's it's a set of forums but it's really much more than that it's you're plugging into a whole community uh, a very vibrant community of techs good camaraderie a lot of skill uh, these are really good techs too a lot of them are some of the best in the industry um, and there's also a lot of downloads extensive download section tech members get on un- professional appliantologist tech members get unlimited downloads we're always adding to it. we've got thousands of uh, service manuals tech sheets bulletins, tech docs, and we're always adding more on requests to right. people. So, so techs use the appliantology to both prepare for jobs, do their pre-diagnostic mm-hmm. work. Very important sure. work, pre-diagnosis, right. something we preach a lot. Um, but also just to get camaraderie, sometimes to blow off steam, to you know swap war stories. So that we, it runs it runs the range. It's, it's a tool. It's, yep. it, just like your your Bosch battery driver, just, just like your socket wrench, just like your meter, Appliantology is a tool. It's an information tool. And this is something a lot of techs really need to come on board with, especially guys in their 40s and 50s. They have not gotten their heads around the fact that the Internet has been a complete game changer in our trade. You cannot be an Internet idiot and be good at appliance repair anymore. Doesn't happen. So Appliantology is part of what makes you a better tech because it is an information tool. It belongs just as much in your tool bag as any of your other tools via your tablet computer, your phone, or your notebook, whatever. But it is the place you go to get help with specific appliance repair problems that you're working on or to prepare for your service calls for the following day. This is what I do. I do my pre-diagnosis. I get my, look at my lineup of service calls for the following day and next day, and then I go through Appliantology. I uh, read up, do searches and read up on the topics, make sure I download manuals, and then go through those manuals. So, you know, if somebody gives me a model number and a problem description, I can pull the schematic for that appliance and I got a pretty good idea what's going on. I come up with a short list of parts that I make sure to have with me. So the whole objective is to increase that first call complete rate. And mine is about 90, 95%. Yeah. The rule of thumb is if you're doing mostly COD work, you want a first call complete rate of about 80%. And uh, in order to be profitable, and right. So and the long, the, the longer you work and gain experience, that you'll see that rate continue to go up. But right, because you'll be able to, in your pre-diagnosis, you'll be able to. Somebody gives you a model number and a complaint, and particularly once you learn how to read schematics, if you don't already know that. And of course, we teach this at the academy. It's a big thing we teach because it's a big skill that's gone AWOL in our trade today. 
that you can t pull that schematic, it is really cool to be able to do this and go, oh, what is the possibility for this wash motor not running? What, you know, the, the, do a load analysis on your load of interest, the load that is not doing what it's supposed to do. And you can determine that also from the schematic. So um, some of the big news at Appliantology, I just wanted to briefly mention on this. Right now, one of the big changes we made, so Appliantology is tech-focused. We do allow DIYers to post topics there, and before, up, to, up until uh, just yesterday, uh, DIYers could register a free account called Grasshoppers at Appliantology and post questions, and they were unmoderated, meaning they went, they went live right away. So they started a topic or their replies went live right away. That's changed. So now uh, when a, a, we still allow grasshoppers to uh, come and register for free and post topics, but their topics are moderated. So if it's a topic that's been answered over and over and over again, it's probably not going to get approved because these topics, first of all, they're boring. They don't add any new information to the site. They just become clutter. And so if somebody just searches, they're going to find this information. What we're after is new interesting information and we're of course anything that's posted by a tech member is, those don't get moderated at all they, they they just they go live right away so you post a topic post a reply to your topic uh, or to someone else's topic for that matter uh, it goes live right away and and so there's no approval process that's all that means so it's either myself or one of the grandmaster funks who you'll see around and they've got that designation under their Username. They must uh, they, for a grasshopper. They've got to approve it before it goes live. Not so with uh, any of the tech members. Right. So that's just an effort to declutter the site to right. to make more. You know, almost a hundred percent of the topics that get posted will be relevant. Will be interesting. Will get paid attention and get finished out too. That's right. the other thing we were seeing. A lot of grasshoppers would come along and start a topic and several texts chime in with helpful advice and then we never hear how it resolves and that just becomes clutter as well so you know the, the grasshoppers really have no skin in the game in this so again this is part of that transition over the years of our shift in focus from you know helping DIYers and techs alike uh, now we're really firmly focused on the tech community and supporting the tech community both our students at the Samurai Tech Academy and they get a discount on professional paleontologist membership. But so we're supporting them and we're also supporting the tech community at large, whether or not they are students so that we don't we don't we don't make a uh, preference preference between the two. So oh, if you're, yeah. a, you're a tech member to paleontology, you are treated as one of the brethren in the craft. Yes. Or sister. <laughs> or sister. We do have sisters in the craft, actually. There, yeah. But we use brethren in the uh, in the transgender sense of the word. Yes. Uh, no, maybe that's that did, not quite right. That but didn't come we get, out right. We get your point. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Um, moving on from a paleontology, then some uh, Samurai Tech Academy news over at MasterSamuraiTech.com. Uh, now we're offering. We've got a couple different course bundles. We, we in addition to the uh, separate courses that we offer there, we've got a couple different bundles, and it was getting kind of complicated. We simplified it down to just two bundles: the tech bundle and the business bundle. The tech bundle includes. Both bundles actually include all of our technical courses. The only difference between them is the tech bundle does not have the business, you know, operating a profitable appliance repair business course. It has the instead the professional development course. And that's basically if you buy that bundle, you get the professional development course for free. The business bundle, again, includes all of the technical courses. And let me just list those. It's Fundamentals of Appliance Repair, our flagship course, covers everything. Basic electricity, circuits, motors, gas, troubleshooting, schematics, 
tools, parts. Yep, and uh, and then it all we've uh, the other course we have is refrigerators. So it's um, the refrigeration cycle, thermodynamics, theory, operation, the different systems, and then troubleshooting. Um, and then the other technical course we have is advanced schematics. Adva advanced, advanced schematic schematic. analysis and troubleshooting. That's the full name of that course, and that's a, a build on of the skills that you learn in the uh, fundamentals course in the electricity section. Um, it's it's meant specifically to take you into more esoteric topics, weird electrical problems that you will still run across. Weird, by the way, does not mean rare. Um, things like open neutrals, alternate neutral pathways, they're weird for sure, but they are not necessarily rare. In fact, open neutrals are one of the bane of our existences. And um, I think in a little bit, next segment, we're going to talk about one of the techniques for detecting open neutrals. I did want to insert that we are going to start working on more technical courses this fall. So by the if you're listening to this, you know, down the road after we've recorded it, we may very well have additional technical courses that will be included in the in the bundles that we just mentioned. Right. And so and just to finish that, did I finish describing the uh, business course? Uh, you you did. It includes um, all the, the um, technical uh, courses, plus you get the Operating a Profitable Appliance Repair Business course, and you get that at half price. So that's just by right. way of explaining the um, difference in the bundles. So let's see. Let me make sure I got them all. Refrigerator, advanced schematics, yes. Okay. So that is the updates on the oh oh one other big update that we've got going on yes one of at, our exciting new things at the academy wow i mean uh, why don't you open that up we've got this new section that we started at the uh, at mastersamuraitech.com it's the jobs section and boy we were really kind of blown away at the response we got on this but we were thinking oh this could take a while to build up we put it out there and boom i mean we just had tons of people come by and post there's a lot of people looking for techs out there because skilled techs are in short supply and there's a lot if you're a skilled tech particularly if you're a graduate of the samurai tech academy there's lots of opportunities for you out there they're from all over the country right we i just did a count because we had a couple more put up today but we just put this listing up and started advertising about a week it. ago yeah just under a week ago yeah. and we have 16 job listings that's crazy from all over the country different companies a lot of sears but there's other companies mr appliance um cons yep. home plus uh and and of course we can't forget nebraska home appliance that's a great company hey todd if you're listening how you doing so um yeah, lots. Of, that was kind of surprising to see that. Very, very glad to see that. Uh, here's Dependable Appliance Service. Yeah, one uh, of the companies there. specifically is looking for an apprentice. They have an apprentice program. So somebody who is, they want somebody who's currently studying at Master Samurai Tech, but that, uh, you know, doesn't have any other experience and they're going to take guys? them and train them further. Any current students listening, there's an opportunity for you. Now, listen, the other section to the jobs uh, page there. There's there's two sections to this. One is where people can list job opportunities, but the other one is where current students and graduates of the academy can post their resumes. So you don't have to be a graduate or a, a tech Samurai Tech Academy alumni to post your resume. 
if you are just enrolled, you can go ahead and post your resume. In fact, we strongly encourage you to go ahead and do that just to get your resume out there. You can then, if you see a job listing that you like over in the job listings section, you can post your resume to that to the person who posted that listing. And you find this all if you go into at the, at the mastersamuraitech.com website and in the main menu uh, under the success option, there's not a whole lot of options in the main menu. If you just mouse over it, um, if you're on a iPad or something, you'll see the little hamburger menu in the upper right hand side. Click that, the menu will roll out. Scroll down there and look at it. It's one of the sub items under the success main menu item. If you were to mouse over that on a desktop, it will drop down. One of those things you will see, you'll see benefits, testimonials, affiliate program, and jobs right there at the bottom. Under jobs, there are then two separate pages. If you just click into jobs, you can get there that way too, but you'll see two other listings below jobs. Job listings and then resumes. So um, there's, there's, it's easy for you to get around there. The, the main menu is, the, is your go-to navigation for the site. All right, I think we got that across too. Yep. Let's, so. let's move on to Tech Talk. All right, so let's take a break here and we will be right back in our segment on Tech Talk. Don't go away. This is what you've been waiting for. All right, welcome back. Well, I just we were just uh, looking over. We've been going for about twenty minutes already. I know we we always say we're going to be short and to the point whenever we do any kind of recorded thing, yeah. and uh, we're we're still working on that. Well, we were trying to keep each ep- our objective was to keep keep each episode to about twenty minutes, but we've already blown that out of the water. But then we had a lot of introductory right. stuff to go over, you right. know, being our first one. So bear right. with us, guys. We'll we'll get so a lot of we'll the stuff better. in future episodes. There's not going to be so much of the. Uh, hash out and recitation of the different sites there just won't be any need for that type of explanation unless you know you you write in or something and um, um, you've got specific questions about it which by the way I sh- we should go ahead and put that out there contact information you want to contact us of course easiest way to contact us is um, if you go to mastersamuraitech.com and one of the items in the main menu is contact and you can just fill in the form there short little form and send it on in and that goes to a special email so questions or topics you'd like to hear us talk about in future podcast episodes comments you know oh awesome episode or you suck i mean whatever just uh, okay. just send oh, it on in but not be, be nice yeah not so much not so much of the you suck <laughs> stuff but um anyway that's just a way to get in touch with us so the last thing we were going to talk about as promised is tech talk tech talk tech talk we need some like little jingle to go along with that but you know one of the things um if you go to mastersamuraitech.com and under support one of those items under support is mst blog and what i want to i just want to call your attention to the latest entry as of this podcast episode what is that entry i'm getting there that entry is here it is is death lurking on your next appliance repair the hidden dangers of reverse polarized wall outlets. Right. So that was posted August 5th, 2015. So whenever you're listening to this uh, episode here, you can look for it that way. But you, yeah, can, you can also it, search. You can also search the blog, you know, death lurking, that kind of thing. I was going to say, search the word death. I think that's the first title we've had that yeah. includes that. But, you know, gosh, it's an, an, ex, it's an exciting trend. But I wanted to bring up a couple things. That if, there's a video there. With this post is like a little bit of text, but mostly it's a video. And I'll, I'll put together these. You guys are might be familiar with some of my videos or 
a lot of them, if they're not screencasts and they're just stuff that I do on service calls, so like I'm on my iPhone, they're all they're all filmed and edited on my iPhone. So they're um, not high production value, but hopefully they're informative to you and maybe a little entertaining too. But they're high knowledge value. High knowledge value. I like that. But uh, so this one is talking about reverse polarized outlets and one th- in particular aspect I wanted to bring out about that video about this post is this idea of using voltage sniffers versus using digital multimeters versus using a loading meter. And you'll hear me, if you hang around Applientology at all, you'll hear me make references to all three. All three have their place. All three have uh, belong in your tool bag. All three are should be used pretty routinely in your troubleshooting. Voltage sniffers. These, you're, you're, you know what I'm talking about here, the, the stick that lights up when you when you touch it next to a wire that has live voltage in it. It's just picking up that electromagnetic field in it. And that's, what, that's how these things work, and it, and it lights up. And you'll see mine in the video that I use. Some of them make a beep. Some of them don't make a beep. They just light up. And they just run off a little uh, couple AA batteries. Uh, very handy to have. They're great for a safety screen. That's how I usually use it. So before I even put my hands around electrical connections, even though I may have unplugged the range, I always like to make doubly wobbly sure because I, you know, I'm an old guy and sometimes I forget. Did I unplug the range? Well, I'm just going to pull out my sniffer and see if there's any voltage on these open bare terminals that I'm about to touch with my hands. So that's the, a big way to use those. They're also useful for preliminary troubleshooting screening. Am I getting voltage to the gas burner on the dryer or not? Um, now, they're not definitive for troubleshooting because a lot of times they'll light up in the presence of 70 volts AC, which is kind of junk voltage. Um, they don't tell you about things like open neutral. Voltage can be present without a complete circuit. So they don't tell you about things like open or closed circuit. And of course, they obviously don't tell you anything about resistance, which is one of the most common ways that you'll use your digital multimeter, your non-loading meter. Non-loading means it has a very high input impedance. That just means really high resistance. So that it's deliberately designed to not draw a lot of current from the circuit because you do not want your meter to affect your, the circuit that you're measuring. You want, it to, you want to be able to observe the circuit in as close to it, the conditions under which it's operating without you observing it as possible. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. Okay. So, and that's, sometimes you'll use it for checking voltage and, uh, but a lot of times I'll use it for checking things like capacitance, uh, DC voltage, uh, resistance, uh, continuity. These are the main ways that I use my digital multimeter for. For checking AC voltage, when, when, when I'm checking voltages going two loads, I a lot of times don't trust my digital multimeter because they can be fooled by what's called ghost voltage or they can be fooled by high resistance connections in the circuit where a not, without a load, you can see 120 volts or, or nearly to it. As soon as current starts flowing through that circuit, if you've got like a burnt or corroded connection somewhere upstream, current starts flowing through that circuit, it's going to drop most of the source voltage across that high resistance connection, and you're not going to have anything left to run your actual load. You're going to wonder, hmm, it, I got my 120 volts, then I turn it on, the, the load doesn't run. The load must be bad. Not necessarily. That's why you use a loading meter. I'll take that. It is desi- deliberately designed to place a load on the circuit. Better loading meters will place a higher load. I use what's called a wiggy. It's been trusted by electricians for a generation, and it actually has a solenoid in it, so it's, it draws a significant amount of current from the load, and it really stresses that circuit like, you know, like a load would, like an evaporator fan motor, probably comparable to that. 
Um, so you've really got to be able to supply significant current to that meter to make that meter actuate. It'll make the solenoid buzz, it'll also light up, and then it lights up a little visual. So it's got a three-way type indication for me. They're inexpensive, about 40 bucks at Amazon, and uh, it is very rugged, durable, and trustworthy. So if I've got a situation like what I was describing before, the high-resistance connection somewhere upstream in that circuit, and I put my loading meter on there, it's, as soon as current, as current starts flowing, all, all that voltage gets dropped across that high-resistance connection, my loading meter is not going to go off. Yet in that same test, if I were to put my digital meter on there, it would measure 120 volts happened to me more times than I can count. That loading meter has saved my butt from more embarrassment and from making more diagnostic mistakes than, and it happens very commonly. We would get lots of open neutral situations, bad connection situations, burnt, corroded, whatever, and we don't, we don't necessarily see them. They're not obvious until we are uh, sensing something amiss with our voltage readings, and then we have to go looking for it. So that is the, my little pep talk on right. different types of meters and who doesn't want to be able to say that they're wiggy buzzed at some point in your uh, in your career i know i tell that to a customer you talk you talk to a customer say look my wiggy started buzzing so i knew i knew your load was good man <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe i need to start going on service calls with you. <laughs> <laughs> well we've already got sam riding shotgun with me so he can maybe uh, report back to you if I'm doing anything amiss. Sam is our son. He runs. He run, helps me run the sites and uh, does a lot for us on the back end and then also runs service calls with me. So, Well, that's about a wrap then. I think so. All right. Well, listen, thanks for hanging in there, you guys, and uh, hope it was interesting, informative, entertaining to you. Hope to be doing a lot more of these. And uh, listen, if you've got any topics that you'd like us to talk about, particular questions you'd like me to answer, or technical or otherwise, uh, questions about the academy, questions about appliantology, uh, send them over to us. Go over to mastersamuraitech.com and use the contact form over there. It's in the main menu. And just send them on in. So anything else? I think that's it. All Thanks, right. guys. That's it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.